Hey everybody, welcome back to our podcast, Watch Better Movies, where we like to highlight underappreciated films that we think deserve more attention. As always, I'm Ben. I'm Matthew. And I'm Colin. And today we're talking about The King on Netflix, starring Timothy Chalamet, uh, Robert Pattinson, and it's directed by David McCod. I'd like to also say it features Ben Middleston and Joel Edgerton, because they were phenomenal. Which one's Ben Middleston? He was... The he was the king before Timothy Chalamet. He was the yeah. hated king. He's what? an underappreciated actor. Oh, he's he's Way so good. He, he never fails. Yeah, it was produced by Brad Pitt. And what, what's that called? Uh, what's his company? Uh, Plan B. Yeah, Plan B Productions. I think it's cool to see these guys step more and like actors like this step more and more into pro, the producer role, especially with like it being more accessible now with all the Netflix originals, Amazon originals, Hulu originals. Oh, we could get into a whole other subsection later about Brad Pitt and how much I have a man crush on him. And yes, wow. his producing skills are <laughs> phenomenal, but let's let's keep on with the film. I actually keep forgetting that he was the one that produced this movie or that he was a producer. Uh, so this is about King Henry the fifth uh, and fourth, but mostly the fifth. And uh, it's loosely based off of a Shakespeare play and uh, real history. Um, King Henry IV is dying and chooses his second-born son over his first as successor. His first-born son, Henry V, uh, also known as Howe, uh, along with many others in the kingdom, believe that his father has brought nothing but death and destruction during his reign. What did you guys think of the king? Which king? <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Oh, you mean the, the, the film? Fifth. The, the fifth. Oh, the fifth. Yeah. Uh oh, I see. And the, the, the film, okay, the film. Talk about the film. Tricky puns. Mess me up. I really, really, my favorite part of the film is the performances. That's not always the case. Sometimes it might be the cinematography or the, you know, it could be the score. It could be so many different things. I, for me, this was an, a, a film that highlighted really great performances. Um, and I bring up Ben Middleton earlier, possibly because I love that it, he's a character actor. He's always kind of like the forgotten guy you don't always remember, but like he, in the role, he was the fourth, right? Yes, King Henry the Fourth, and I, I don't know. I, I thought he was incredible, just so devious, um, just really owned, just this evil dad, evil king. Uh, I love Timothy Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet, you know, he's probably his coming on the scene was "Call Me by My Name." Came out a couple years ago. Not recommending it, just to be clear. But you know, I thought he was phenomenal. I think Robert Pattinson, it grieves me that he is only remembered for being a pale vampire. Um, everybody thinks Robert Pattinson, and they think Twilight. That's yeah. what I think of. I've also seen all the Twilight movies. and He's in so many other things. Though. Oh, since so then, he's things. become an indie superstar. Uh, yeah. and, and he's also been in other stuff as well. But I, I think Robert Pattinson is just a superstar in the making, and he's already is one. I just Do don't you have a man crush on him? No, because I might have been Team Jacob. I'm not sure if I was. T uh, I'm, I'm just not sure. Um, <laughs> no that one look on Ben's face just then. No one can see Ben's face. No, no I, opinion. I, I probably wasn't Team Jacob. I said that in jest. Um, and I think Joel Edgerton is what was his name? Uh, what was his name in this movie? He was like his friend, I don't know his who's Joel Edgerton. <laughs> Fault, huh? Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. His he name. was like his party buddy that then became like the head of his army. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember his uh, name in the movie. Uh, but I, I, I think that I will remember these guys' performances. All, all this movie did was reaffirm John Falstaff. John Falstaff, which apparently was a fictional character, he was like he was the, the only fictional character. Yeah. I, I, I think that what I'll take from this movie is that I had four actors who I already deeply respected. That all I did was reaffirm my appreciation for their work. Um, so that, that was my primary takeaway: is the appreciation of the performances. 
I enjoyed this movie. I think more and more I enjoy history movies. And I, I mean, I, I know this was not, you know, 100% historically accurate, but there is something to be said about, you know, medieval times, knights, wars, stuff like that. And I just find it so fascinating. And so I like it a lot for that reason. I mean, I think the, like you said, I mean, the emotions, the performance, the, I think even the cinematography, except for one thing, and I'll say that in a second, uh, was very good. But I liked, I even noticed the music. I thought the score was really good. And it's just a very captivating movie that, uh, I feel like you don't have to even be a movie critic to like enjoy this movie. I'm going to recommend Nomadland next at the end of this podcast to be our next film. Well, you're recommending it now. It sounds like I am, but my point, <laughs> so I, I'm, I, I'm saying it for a reason is that Nomadland is very slow. It is a slow movie. I didn't mind its slowness. Did anybody feel like this was slow and possibly mind its slowness? I thought it, it, it was slow in parts. Um, Mainly in the middle, there there were some. Slow it was a little longer yeah. than it needed. There to was be. times I felt like it was sluggish. I was never bored, but yeah, no, I wasn't I, either. I do think it was a little slow. And slow I long. fell asleep and had to watch the rest of it. Oh, there it is. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> this wasn't even what black and white, Colin. <laughs> Gosh, we give him a color movie and he falls asleep. Wow. No, but it, 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 it even had movie. swords and violence, which it I did. feel like that makes him happy. But maybe yeah. it's because they oh, were no, superheroes. I, have some, I can't. Well, once we get to the <laughs> was it because they didn't have like superpowers? No, oh, I man. enjoyed it. It just was. <laughs> it was a. It's almost a two and a half hour movie. It's hard to capture yeah. someone's attention for that long. Yeah, I respect that, Colin. How long is Infinity War, Colin? Doesn't I mean that movie could be six hours and I'd watch it? Oh, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> I so so sorry I asked. <laughs> But yes, I like this movie. I did. I mean, and I think even from a film standpoint, uh, and maybe we can dive into it a little bit and continue to learn from y'all, like dialogue I thought was really good. The story was really good. I mean, I guess when you base off of Shakespeare, it's hard not to have a good story, but like. But I think Shakespeare crit- uh, lovers might not appreciate the lack of Shakespeare in nature of the film. Yeah. Yeah, that is something I noticed. And I, I think we should judge this purely as a movie, not as a Shakespeare adaptation. Because um, mm-hmm. that's not really what it is. No, I agree. Um, and I think it works wholeheartedly as as a film. I think it succeeds as a film. What did you like about it, Ben? This was your recommendation. I loved the cinematography. I loved where the story went, um, the plot. I loved the acting. I loved everything. <laughs> Do you... So, I mean, obviously, I think from a cinematography standpoint, it was... I felt like an overly intentionally dark... <laughs> Yes. Uh, like, I felt like from every shot to everything, like, I mean, now given, there was a couple times I really appreciated when they got out on the field and some of the battle scenes and some tracking shots that I think showed, like, the color of kind of just creation around it and some stuff like that. But outside of some of those, I felt like everything w- was very intentionally dark. Like, it's- physically dark, not tonally. No, yeah, it just from the camera perspective. There was it, not a lot of light. But but I feel like that was probably intentional. I mean, like, I felt like there wasn't a lot of light in the plot. I mean, like, this was, this wasn't, there was nothing perky and happy about scenarios happening here. So, I mean. It was. Either, I guess that's intentional. I, 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 I like the coloring of it. So, I specifically did like the coloring of it. Uh, I did before we started recording. And I think before you got here, I was talking to Ben about saying the same thing, that it was way too dark. And when our, even just a few moments ago when I said, except for that, I, I like the cinematography, except for one thing. It was, I thought it was unnecessarily dark at times. Like, I, I, I love leaning into it for the theme, but there were some times I'm like, I can't see what's happening. I actually didn't feel that way. I don't, it never crossed my mind. Um, but now that I think about it, I, I would have to guess that that was probably because it's kind of like the whole Revenant thing. You know, they wanted to go for the natural lighting 
Um, this is something that takes place. Well, so I did think about that's that another happy go lucky movie. Even also, movie. I remember the first scene that I really thought was like, "Why this is so dark?" And I'm like, "Well, I guess it is medieval time. They didn't have light in there, yeah, like, it's not like they had street lamps." <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so, uh, and I think that's what they're going for. I think I'm just being a needy movie watcher and wanting it to be lighter. No, that's okay. Similar, like I want it to be in color. Do you almost? I, I almost wished that, that there was maybe a tad humor in the midst of the darkness. <laughs> um, I do. Think, I was fine with it. Well, no. Well, let me give credit where the humor was found. I feel like, and you can tell me if you think I'm wrong. I thought the comic relief was Robert Pattinson's character is the du- the the Duffine, the how do you pronounce what he was? He was the uh, I don't remember. I thought it was like dolphin, but it's like the Duffine. I don't even know what it means. But <laughs> he, he was like the Duffine. And one, I did some research, and apparently he over the top used a French accent in speaking English to Timothy Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. <laughs> um, but I think some of that was intent apparently, I don't know if that's from Shakespeare or from history, that almost he went over the top to almost mock him. And but I thought Robert uh, Pattinson's character was funny. I thought he brought a little bit of comic relief. Um, especially as he how do I say this in an appropriate manner, made fun of his uh male parts um i i found that funny i, I thought it was funny when they, the the french sent the little ball uh like <laughs> like he's a little boy like i found that to be humorous um and I, I don't know i don't even know if robert pattinson intended it but i found a huge amount of humor in just the way that he carried out his persona and i thought that did help bring a little bit of levity and light to an overly dark film if you will well let's go let's go back to ben's original question about like I don't know what was it. I'm, I'm, I'm about to say <laughs> Thanks, don't, don't don't worry. <laughs> Some of us listen and pay attention to each other. Some people respond to text. I don't know. Um, he 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 said, "What did you think of the king?" Like I mean, let's say we we say we like the characters, we like the plot. Like I mean, th- this kid got thrust into being the king of England. Like, what do we think? Do we think he did a good job? Did we like it? Do we think I don't know? Just analyzing how he responded as being king. Like, what did you notice? I mean, as someone who is a self-professed I feel like I get me funner for the title of being a pacifist or someone who believes in nonviolence. Uh, it kind of broke my heart, to be honest with you, that I felt like this guy actually wanted to make the way for peace. Like, he tried. I mean, that's why he kept wanting to do like the one-on-one duels. Well, so that- well and, and, I, and I think there's a good bookend in this movie of him like from the beginning going out to take, like settle this on his own to doing it at the end. Well, we got to talk about how stupid that scene is. Well, we'll get point. there in a minute. But like, I, I, I think what kind of grieved me just from a story perspective, and I know this, you can't write the story different than somewhat what it was, even though I think they took historical liberties. I, I kind of grieved and hated watching him get sucked into this narrative of going to war with France when I don't think he wanted to at all. Um, I hate that like he literally wanted, he felt like his father fought these stupid feudal like, you know, wars and, and took his, took the nation of England into all these battles and all these wars that like were really selfish in nature and unnecessary. And then what kind of killed me, and I'm not saying it's, you know, I wouldn't, what I would do in the same scenario is all of a sudden it's like, I'm not going to go to a battle, but then all of a sudden you send me a box with a ball in it and everybody around him is like, well, you, 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 you gotta be strong. And I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I don't, I'm not saying he didn't do quote unquote the right thing. Well, I think it was the wrong thing. Um, I think going to war is wrong. Um, but I, especially over something that I found to be so petty. Well, that like, was like what, they didn't even attack him; they just insulted him, and then we got to go to war because our power was threatened. And that just ticks me off. Well, that was what I really appreciated was like being able to see that inner turmoil of him not wanting to do it, but like you're saying, Matthew being thrust into yeah, then it. He caved, man. And oh, I mean, you're the king of a whole country. So like, what? <laughs> How many but, people died for a dumb war? Sorry, a lot of my beliefs are going to come out. Yeah, but, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. 
<laughs> but <laughs> no, that was space. it was cool to. I think I, I think Ben and I, you were you and I were talking a couple months ago now about looking at like and understanding the seeing those conflicts that every character has. I don't. You said it way more eloquently than I did, but it was. I think that was the biggest conflict he had. Almost was like wrestling with should he go to war or not. I mean, yes, he had the burden of like being a king, but. Of like not wanting to do those things, and that's well, where... and I feel like it almost turned him into something he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, there's this guy that likes about to lay down his life, and then there's a moment where, what he beheaded his cousin, <laughs> uh, and you know killed this other guy, and then all of a sudden, even to his like really good friend, the you know um, Falstaff character who was like his friend, he brought him in to be his friend, and then all of a sudden you have this moment where he's like, you know, like I'll rip out your insides. And, you know, and I love that moment where Joel Edgerton's character is like, that's not, you're not that man. You're not that man. And I think that just shows what power can do and what uh, the, the, the pressure of other people trying to get you to be something you're not. Um, that's what I was going to say. I think it was, it is, it is a little bit power, but it's not just him like, oh, the power is going to his head. Like, no. like in a typical King story, this is like a, he's feeling the pressure of the yeah, situation. The pressure the of power. Around. It's not like he's like, I'm King. I get to do what I want. Like, no, no I, I get that. He's not King Joffrey. I mean, I think we can all relate in life, you know, before I throw this guy completely under the bus, like how many times have I made decisions completely to make people happy, you know? And I do, I make that decision out of a desire to please that, those people. But what is the collateral damage for making a decision that goes against convictions in order to please people? I mean, one, when you're dealing with words, lives, you know, sometimes it's not that, but I do empathize with this character. Can we just talk about for a second how just different life was back then? I know this isn't hundred percent accurate, but like, you could just show up at work one day and get beheaded. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't get beheaded today. Oh, and that was, it wasn't it simply because like, was it even, they didn't even seek out the French people to meet with them. The French people met with them. Right. I mean, that's why they got killed was because the French people met with them and dude, I mean, I, I, I'm scared to not like if someone knocks on my door or calls me like, I mean, back then it's like, if you answer like, yeah, I mean, they were conspiring against him though, to be fair. What? Yeah. Oh, come on. If you, if you rewatch it, they were okay. I just feel bad well, for the cousin. I want to. I want to jump to the end of the movie real quick, if that's okay. About right, we're what, jumping to the end. Or, I mean, if you if you want no, to wait, yeah, I we can. can. We can. Do um, we want to talk about a drinking problem before we get there? Wait, who's drinking problem? <laughs> uh, well, let me let, let, let's ask a different question before we jump to the end. Of one, we can talk about his character uh-huh. of how he then became a king. What about his life before he became king? Yeah, <laughs> they they go out of their way in this movie to say that oh he's a he's a drunk you know it's the the drunken kid is coming to yeah. to wear the crown and they they go out of their way uh, to say that well and, and funny every summary of this movie that you look at is like yep. the wayward son yeah, yeah. he's the prodigal right but like I think my thing is okay before I just throw stones at his really lavish party lifestyle. I don't think he ended up there because even how so he wanted to be. Like I felt like he was living in a dark place that estranged from his father, depressed about the state of his nation. That yeah, he found himself wasting his life away with him and another guy who also probably found himself who was a former warrior of like King Richard, who then again became disenfranchised and found himself being a drunk. I don't think either one of them necessarily pursued that route, but because of the surrounding things in their lives, they found themselves, you know, at the bottom of a barrel each day. Anyways, I just didn't want to overlook like his life before he came king, I think is also an important part they belabor for, I don't know. You could just jump in this movie to when he became king. Sure. But they spend a, a very intentional amount of time well, on his it, life before him. It's what helps us appreciate his wrestling as well. Like I think, you know, it helps gives us the backstory to see how different he was. And 
learning more about why there's so much tension in him making some of the decisions that he ended up having to make. What do you think about his work as a king, Ben? I think he did a really good job, but it's... Yeah, um, first of all, King Henry V was actually not, um, not king for very long. Um, after this after this movie, the Battle of uh, Agincourt, I know I'm butchering that pronunciation, but uh, after that, I believe he only lived for two years, um, which is a shame. Rip. But yeah, but uh, um, so your question was, what again? Sorry. I mean, how, how do you feel like he did? You just said you felt. Whole, like you I mean, did. it's it's a tragedy when you look at it. Like, <laughs> it is I a think because like every every even the wrong decisions that he makes, you can empathize with all those decisions. You know, at least I could. I could be like, okay, even though yeah, he made a wrong decision. I mean, it. it I, I'm very. I find it very understanding. Well, I mean, somewhat it's revealed at the end that he got somewhat manipulated, right, to go into this. <laughs> somewhat to me, that makes the movie. Like I, I loved the battles and I loved seeing his journey and his inner and his inner conflict. And seeing him faced with these situations and the decisions that he makes, that was really fun for me. But to me, uh, tying the whole movie together was that that ending. That a uh, very good ending, shift. I thought. Yeah. So let me bring it full circle to reality of our lives. Like, does this push you at all to maybe think we should be more empathetic to people in positions of power and the pressure on them to make the decisions they make? I want to say no, but yeah, sometimes I, I do. I serve as a pastor to church, and I, I can empathize with... You know, every decision you make is questioned. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't always make the right decisions. You make the decisions you think are right, whether it's what you think or even sometimes the advice you get. And, you know, that can also, I, I, I feel the burden of that and the pain of that. But then sometimes I can be very quick to criticize other pastors or other leaders of businesses or other politicians and have no idea what it's like to sit around in the rooms they sit in and the pressure that's on their shoulders. We're quick to judge and slow to forgive nowadays. Um, I think that's just the cancel culture. Yeah, that's just the nature of it, and I think that's something we need to work on. We need, yeah. that's a thing we need to flip in our society. Well, no, I was just going to reinforce what you said. I, I've recently uh, listened to both of the last two presidents' like memoirs, books. Uh, you know, Bush and then Obama, and like that's what like I feel like half of it is is just like them explaining how why they made it in a good way. It's no knock on them, but like it's them explaining those decisions and like seeing like oh yeah, that was a difficult thing. I remember one thing that. This isn't about Obama, but just recently his book that he said, President Obama, he just talked about, it's like, if it got to my desk, there was just, that means it's not an easy decision, like, and just understanding those sorts of things, and uh, I think this movie did a good job of capturing it, except it was, you know, a kid who just became king of a country. I liked how um, his, you were talking about his inner turmoil Mm -hmm. and his inner conflict, um, there was a uh, something that came up so many times in the movie, um, like when he got the ball for his birthday, and that's obviously supposed to be... He's a little boy. Yeah, that's obviously supposed to uh, imply that, oh, you're a child, you know, and that's supposed to demean him. You're not fit. Right, you're not fit to be king. That that, that little gesture says a lot, um, but I like that his reaction to it, not immediately, but later when they're talking about it and his advisor's telling him to... Um, retaliate and he's he's very calm and he's like uh, this isn't how I want to rule I'm not gonna just I'm th- not just gonna I love he throws the ball against the wall yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, later when he's talking to his advisor and he's uh, trying to get him to retaliate he's he's saying oh that's not that's not how I want to be I'm not just gonna I'm not going to react in this way um, over something so trivial 
uh, I'm paraphrasing a little, but that's kind of what he said. And the reason I like that is because they carry that out throughout the whole uh, the whole movie. Um, this was my second time watching it uh, last night before the podcast, and I I kept looking at that because there's a line in the end where uh, his uh, I'll just say his new wife spoilers. Um, it she says she has a line where she says, "Oh, you're so easily unhinged," and it's like that's. It's funny that she said that to him because he spent the entire movie trying to stay composed and trying not to be that way. And think, so of course that would deliver a blow to him, you know, that would that would affect him. Kind of going, I mean going to the end of the movie. Um do you think you know how he murdered the guy in like cold blood? Like do you think that is like everything unraveling for him or do you think that was more of a point of like closure? Like was he was he showing control or lack of control? Like when as he ended when are you talking about? When he found out that the guy lied about Fran- France. And- All right, so we're gonna go into spoiler territory here. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, uh, I'd stop listening now. I mean, <laughs> go let's just get them all out of the way. Back. Robert Pattinson dies. Yep. Uh, so plenty of other things that you can cry, ladies. But I mean, <laughs> uh, did you like that scene? Actually, I really liked that scene. Colin apparently hated it. Oh, that whole battle in the mud is the stupidest thing ever. They could have... Whoa, 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 hey. whoa. Okay, okay, I'm okay if you down. find the way that Robert Pattinson died. Okay, explain But the yourself. mud battle is phenomenal. Explain yourself. Well, why didn't they just move the battle 100 yards over where they're not fighting in mud? Well, one, Did England you thought not... it was a good strategy. That was the whole point. Wait, is this the point where you fell asleep? That was the whole point. Oh, maybe it was. Oh, my God, the whole, Colin. The, the whole point was let's let, let's we, are going to wear, <laughs> we are going to wear that Joel Edgerton's character said his knee hurts. He knows it's going to rain. We're outnumbered. So how about we wear less armor? They're going to come in horses and a lot of armor. They're going to slog around in the mud and we can win a mud fight in numbers when we're outnumbered because... Yeah, they we're, we're lightweight. Mm. That that makes that makes a lot of sense. England wanted to be in the mud, Colin. Just to be to, clear, I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I told Ben. I, I, so I told Ben on this. This is funny. The viewers can hear this as well. Uh, apparently, I have a reputation for falling asleep during movies, but I fell asleep during this movie. It's fine. I was watching it late at night, and then I was making sure I could finish the movie before the podcast today. But I realized I only had 45 minutes to watch it. So I just skipped to 45 minutes left in the movie. And I was oh like, God. I think I missed like maybe 15 or 20 minutes in there. That's probably right when that happened. That I uh... Yeah, there was actually a whole battle plan of why they did that. Yeah, yeah that, So that was a real battle. Uh, again, I, I, I totally butchered the pronunciation. Arden Court. Arden Court. This movie court. makes so much. Okay, I love this movie that much more now because that was like my biggest qualm. Oh, it was like, a brilliant. The mud like, thing just didn't make sense. It was awesome because he yeah. kept looking to this guy, um, Falstaff, to like, hey, you're meant to be this great warrior. Tell me stuff. And yeah, I lo- and I loved I love his that. conviction because he's like, you're not saying anything. He's like, well, if I don't think yeah. it's true, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. So I love that about him. He wouldn't just defend the king because he was his king. He to him he was Hal, which little known fact, coincidentally, Timothy's middle name is actually Hal. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, but I love that he would not just say to him what he would tickle his ears. Like, but then all of a sudden, what you missed apparently, he came up with a brilliant war plan. Yeah. And one, let's talk about the mud battle. Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. I can't do it. Timothy Chalamet. Sha. Sha. La. La. May. Meh. Is. <laughs> That man, you can give that guy a ball as a present and call him a boy, but that dude can fight in some mud, man. Yeah, man. I really enjoyed that, just watching him just, like, 
beat the crap out of people, even though he's like a peace, can we you just know, a diplomatic person. Maybe call the most brutal kill in the whole battle is when he just just <laughs> dove on top of a dude and suffocated he's him in the mud. Straight drowned yeah. him in mud, bro. That's rough, man. Uh, we love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm still in awe of what I missed. Well, like, no, let me give you another context of the sacrificial like death of his advisor, his friend from the bar before. Right, is he knew he was sending himself to the wolves, and man, when those horses came in, and he's just standing there in the mud waiting for him, he got pinballed like twenty feet. Yeah, it's a really good battle, very well shot. Um, I want to say this real quick. Uh, I watch I watch a I watch like medieval stuff all the time. Um, I'm watching the show Vikings right now, hmm. and it's it's pretty good. That's also like a uh, based off of like historical things that's on the history channel and um, everything's accurate on the history channel yeah okay and uh, <laughs> and they um what i want to say just real quick is like they uh they do a lot of when they do their battles and and you see this in movies too like the matrix and stuff um you can always tell there's there's uh, a variety when you like certain it kind of depends on like the director and the producers but sometimes you'll see uh, a battle or like a medieval battle right and it's a little bit choreographed you know, and it's it's it almost feels like it's it's smooth flowing and it's a dance. Mm-hmm. Um, like in Vikings, I'm just I've noticed that a lot of times it's like that, um, especially in the first season. And I realize that you have to you do have to choreograph a lot of that because you don't want your actors to get hurt, and so that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> of course, they but, had to learn horse riding and sword fighting. However, it is really nice to see a movie like this where it's just brutal yeah <laughs> i mean they're just wailing on each other i mean you see that from the very first uh, the very first yeah, little like, fight that they get like in. like the when beginning. they got in that first fight mm. and you're wearing a helmet yeah why that's what i thought why are you i was like why with you a helmet punch- on? i did notice in the mud fight he switched from fist to elbows and i i think it's a better move to use elbows on a helmet than a fist just mm. personally it's a good okay, well, and, da- and daggers were good in the moment. I'll remember then, that next help time. Me, yeah. Help me. Yeah. Help fight. B- before I come in, uh, gun, guns blazing, in my opinion on this. I'll come There's in no much, guns in middle, I'll, medieval I'll, I'll, I'll be yeah, much more on. humble in this comment of what I did not understand. Arrows are blazing. Um, <laughs> Those were effective. So, you know, when the French guy finally agreed to, to do the one-on-one duel, like, that was just sad. Robert Pattinson's character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, well, I thought what was humorous, again, he is the com- comedic relief, is he gets there, and, and he, like, pulls down his thing, and he does this really cool, like, little choreographed sword move, and yeah. then he just falls everywhere. It did mind. feel a little too pathetic. Like, it was, like, just, like, yeah, pitiful. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, I think he could have had, like, a little bit of, like, a couple clacks, and, you know, then he falls and can't get up. But, like, he... Clacks? Like, the swords, clack? like, the swords hitting each other. Oh, a clang. 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 Yeah, <laughs> metal, right, metal clanks, okay. not clacks. Wood, <laughs> I think wood clacks. Also, can we just say, in fairness to Robert Pattinson's move, <laughs> if you're going to go to a one-on-one duel, and you already got suckered into a mud fight, which you didn't know was coming. Which was not planned. A, it was. Mm. Why, could you not just ask the King of England to, can we not just walk 100 yards to the dry land? Exactly. <laughs> I'm Maybe just, he didn't want to appear uh, weak. Uh, or, oh, well, he, he didn't call that. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> well, I mean, let, I want to paint a picture for anybody that hasn't seen this movie. Like, literally, they, you know, they're all fighting. They realize, oh, this we do just need to fight one-on-one. It's not worth all the bloodshed. And the French guy, Robert Pattinson, comes and, like Matthew said, did the cool move and literally just falls. Like, Imagine your first time on ice skates. Yeah, like, that's yeah, what it looked yeah. like. You know, and, oh, never mind, I won't go there. Uh, I was going to use a different movie analogy. Y'all make fun of me about. Colin, but, please. It's now time to be honest. Well, so, you know, in Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. The, uh, I guess I think the third one where there's the, well, I think it's called like a bogart, the thing that comes out of the scary closet. The bogart. 
Yeah. That. And they one of the first ones is like a spider on roller skates. <laughs> That's what Robert Pattinson was. That's what Robert Pattinson. You know, I read was. somewhere that was his inspiration. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I didn't. Get out of here. Nah, I, I like to drop shit. But in. and then and then but <laughs> so yeah, after he just a... falls completely on his own with nobody even touching him. What's his name in that movie? What? He's he's in he's in uh, Harry Potter. Robert Pattinson's in Harry Potter. Oh yeah. Oh my he's god. Cedric. Cedric Diggory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I thought you were making a connection. So uh, see, sometimes I make connections. I don't even mean. Um. But then how the main character just basically like snapped his finger and then everyone killed Robert. He just gives a nod. Yeah. Like, mm, go ahead. <laughs> but like, I, why didn't the French guy, I don't understand why the French guys didn't like stand up for their king at that nah, point. No, no. Yeah, they'd already lost at that point. Mm. No, your, your king's slopped in mud. It's over. Yeah. It's time to put up the white flag yeah. or clank your, or clack your swords. <laughs> um, I, so I actually thought that scene was great. Because, uh, like, when he shows up and he's like, oh, now that I'm losing, uh, let me challenge you to a one-on-one fight. And then I'm, and then he does that little move, and I'm like, that's not fair. And then he just, like, slips in the mud. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm cool with that. I just I thought that was actually pretty great. Um, I think I laughed out loud when that happened. Um, looking back on it, though, because of the ending, uh, it is kind of tragic. It's yeah. actually very tragic. Well, so basically, really just yeah, the, the, the other homeboy, he just basically, like, artificially made the... Uh, how think that he needed to go to war and just with all of it was fake and so all of this bloodshed happened just because did one... he send the ball yeah so yeah, he did. when he's talking to lily rose depp uh john johnny depp's daughter whoa uh yeah so his <laughs> connections his every his french wife at the end of the movie is, is uh, johnny depp's daughter <laughs> little little tidbit for you anyway um so we when he's talking a podcast on the demise of johnny depp sometime soon oh boy when he's talking to her at the end um he goes but the ball and she goes ball what ball yeah and it's like oh no like it was just all a lie so like it was all a lie. he artificially the assassin was a lie Ooh. the ball was a lie is the ball a macguffin no the ball's not no but it's the a ball, prop the ball's very important yeah. it's not as i mean you were saying earlier that like oh he he uh he gives into you know he gives into this thing and then goes to war but uh it was the assassin that like kind of pushed it the assassin and then the betrayal that was a pretty weak assassination attempt well yeah because it was fake. <laughs> That's why it was weak. Yeah, and then... Spoilers. Uh, Henry V just kills the guy. And that's pretty much the end of the movie. I mean, if we haven't had a more clear spoiler in a podcast, there, <laughs> there was. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of that's sad because he has to live with the fact that, like, you know, he had this triumph that he thought was so great and then realized that he was made a fool of, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody does knows he, it, does but it, still. Do you think he's going to tell people? Or is he going to keep it a secret? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and again, we're talking about this as an act- as, as a movie, not as uh, historically accurate. I don't know if the you know, the plot, you know, to go to war with France, I don't I don't know if that was accurate or not. It was kind of cool, even romantic at the end. That, I mean, he asked uh, Johnny Depp's daughter uh, to, like, just basically promise to be honest with him. I think that was a cool, almost moment of... I don't know, reconciliation for him and yeah it's the least they can do to to end on a, on a lighter note than you know betrayal stab oh everything sucks <laughs> yeah anybody ever seen timothy chalamet and anything else <laughs> <laughs> yeah um what did i see him in you know what i don't know if i've actually seen him in anything i um like I think I've actually just seen him in a bunch of trailers. He's supposed to be in Wes Anderson's new film, The French Dispatch. He's supposed to be in Dune, which I'm very excited about. Very, 
Also, so you, have you read Dune? I'm going to read it before the movie comes out. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. It's so one, he was in eight episodes of Homeland. He was okay. also in Interstellar as Tom at 15 years old. Um, I didn't know that. And obviously, the movie that he got notoriety for was Call Me by Your Name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was in Lady Bird. Uh, he was also in Little Women. That came out this past year. So, anyways, mm-hmm. so he's just blowing up. If you're interested in seeing more of his stuff, also, I don't know if anybody saw The Rover. Um, I did. Was he in that? No, but the, this same director. Oh, I thought you were talking about. The, oh, so I thought you were talking about the Mars. Robert rover. Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Did you see the rover? I have not seen the rover. Okay, I've only met one other person. He's a friend of mine who's seen the rover in theaters, and I was like, dude, me and you are like the only people I did, that have well, seen I, that movie. I, this director, what's his name? Uh, David McCobb. I did see his movie um, Animal Sorry Kingdom. If I, I did your see name, Animal Kingdom. David. I, I'm guessing this guy's Australian. Yeah, yeah, because the rover takes place in Australia. Animal Kingdom is, al- is also, so and, yeah. So I've yeah. seen, I have seen Animal Kingdom. Is that good? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I, I didn't love it, but any uh, final thoughts on the King before you wrap up? I liked it. I'd recommend it. I really, I loved it so much. I don't think I loved it as much as Ben. <laughs> I'm glad I saw it. I think it's a good movie, and I would recommend it. But love is a strong word for me. Sure. I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I'll, I'll pick some comedies next time. No. no. <laughs> I, 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 my wife accuses me of notoriously watching depressing movies, and that's the stuff I like. So I'm not upset that this movie was dark. Anybody out of curiosity, uh, just because I feel like I mentioned earlier that Robert Pattinson gets typecasted as being uh, – what's his stinking name in Twilight? He doesn't get typecasted anymore. I feel like he's made a, a name for himself. Edward. I feel but like he's made a name for himself. Do you have a favorite Robert Pattinson performance? Oof. I'd have to think about that. I only know of him in Twilight and in Harry Potter. I actually really liked him in The Rover. Um, this actually might be my favorite one. I mean, it was so short, but it was so good. Yeah, it was. Um, the Lighthouse is another one that sticks out. Um, but that was just a good movie. I don't know if his performance makes it or anything. I mean, you talk about um, movies that could be on the podcast that are underappreciated. I feel like I would say Robert Pattinson is an underappreciated actor. I do. By the public, sure. By the public. And that's why a lot of his films would make sense to be in this you know, in this podcast. Because if I mention the movies he's been in that I've seen or have been noteworthy, he's been in Cosmopolis, he was in The Rover, you know, he was in The Lighthouse, he mentioned The Lost City of Z, um, you know, High Life, which came out last year, sci-fi. Um, a lot, a lot t- he was in Tenet, Tenet, which obviously that gets credit. Um, yeah, but have he, you seen Tenet yet? I have not. He I was what? You, I can let you borrow it. He was want. in. He was in Good Time, which is he. He's been in a lot of very crazy, bizarre indie type stuff. So from critics' standpoint, he's very, very respected right now. But I think a lot of people might think, has he been anything since Edward? You know, but he has, and um, I think honestly, he's proven himself to be a character that can jump in almost any role. Yeah, if you're if you're out there and you're wondering if uh, Robert Pattinson is he's is alive, great, or in, in anything or alive, he is in a ton of stuff. Uh, a ton of great movies you should watch, and uh, he's doing well. All right, I'm going to give my recommendation for our next movie. Um, Please do. My recommendation is we do Nomadland next. Um, you might not know about Nomadland, but if you just go to Rotten Tomatoes right now, they have a scorecard for award season of what has the most. Uh, it's single-handedly demolishing everything as has the most awards um, across the board. Um, it's really, we, we don't need to get into too much of what it's about, but if you don't know who Frances McDormand is, you need to watch more movies. Um, she is a powerhouse. She never fails. And she lives up to all of her hype, uh, in this movie as well. And, um, 
I'm excited to watch it. I, I think there's so many messages in it, which if you know me yet, I love messages and movies and this movie has tons of them. Um, but I think it gives you the ability to have empathy towards a lot of parts of America that it is the, the American movie of the year of looking at uh, kind of rural parts of America that go under appreciated or not noticed. And so anyways, I'm excited to take a look at it. Can't wait to see it. I'm ready. It's on Hulu. It is on Hulu streaming on Hulu. Catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Peace.